Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast with Jason. And John. As always, thanks for tuning in and listening to us. Absolutely. Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> this is episode 18, right? It is episode 18. Man, you know, for those who don't know, Jason and I had the idea, the final UNO home game last season of doing a podcast, and Bridget and Jolene thought we were nuts, but we just kept talking about it, and here we are on our I'm sure 18th... they thought we were nuts long before that. Oh, but... yeah, well, yeah, that goes without question, but <laughs> yeah, so we thought we would do this. We talked about it all summer. I think Jason, part of the time, was like, I don't know if John's going to go for this idea or not, but we did... And here we're on episode 18, so it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, a, it's a meeting with persistence and lack of intelligence will get you. <laughs> <laughs> just dumb, raw stubbornness will get this just, kind of stuff done. Just push done. through. Just push through. Just keep moving forward. So we start every, every episode with our uh, what are you drinking? Yes, and we wondered if people like this segment and then spencer gaskell on twitter started talking about being our mixologist now he's not our mixologist yet but you know we'll we're, give him we'll give him a shout a out to, we're gonna have to write out a contract yeah we're, we gotta work on our contract and everything else so we'll see how that goes but today i am drinking bridget got me this this bottled ginger ale it's americana honey lime ginger ale which sounds kind of interesting actually doesn't it so, it does so I try, i'm gonna take the first swig here Put it with a little vodka. I think I'd be good to go. It's not, it's not bad. It, it's weird. It kind of tastes like a cross between like, it's like almost like ginger ale kind of and Sprite mixed together. If hmm. that makes sense. Lots I guess that's where the no? limey. No, it's not, it's not a strong ginger ale like Canada Dry or some of those others. So it's, it's interesting. It kind of has a little bit of a bite like that little, you can taste that lime in there kind of bite so it's not bad it's that's an interesting sounds like it needs tequila yeah a little bit yeah and i don't know i don't know about the honey i'm not i'm not can you find the node yeah i'm not getting that out of it but it's it's pretty good i i for some reason the last couple of years i've become a like a connoisseur of ginger ale so we tend to have a lot of it around the house and you're looking at the can of your drink this week which ah. kind of has a an interesting uh Kind of a checkerboard, you know, kind of hunter plaid it's sort a, of design on it. It's a pretty nice can. Um, yeah. A friend of mine, someone you know and I play hockey with. Okay. Uh, Jeff Louie turned me on to this this weekend at the tournament. Oh, that's awesome. It's from Surly Brewing Company. Okay. It's called Layer Up. It's a hazy German style ale. Nice. It is brewed in minneapolis right so since we typically seem to have the best of luck and we've got st cloud coming up after our bye week i figured we will talk about st cloud later we're gonna try to jinx it with a little home brew stuff here a little them, so. uh in-state uh adult beverage there yeah yep. so okay now the crazy thing is i've already tried it so i know what it's okay, spoiler like, alert but it is good so okay Yep, tastes like this weekend. That's okay. It it's, tastes it tastes like now you you were up there for a youth hockey tournament. We were in uh, Wasika. Mm-hmm. Okay, how did the girls do? Uh, they did really really well, and they got screwed by a crappy bracket. 
Oh. The, this tournament had this weird thing where they did pool play. They had uh -huh. three pools of, of three teams. And uh, our girls, U10s, they uh, two shutouts, uh, nine okay. to nothing and six to nothing. And then their first game of bracket play is versus the other team that was probably just as good of them. This was this should have been the final. Like it was by far from what I saw at least the two best teams. Oh yeah, and you and they get in the right right at a seven a.m. game on a Sunday. Don't you hate that? You see that like in all levels of sports where the that you know final four game one of those games is like the best game of the tournament, right. and then the championship game is. And it's just hard because I think the girls were a little let down knowing that most likely a team with two losses is going to end up actually finishing higher than them in the okay. and going with a trophy. So so is Jeff Luby's kid on your team? Uh, no, she plays on the U-12s. Okay, were they up there too? So they had a 12 tournament as well this oh, okay. weekend. So, okay, okay. Uh, my daughter has a few friends and stuff on the, on the 12s gotcha. team. Gotcha. So. Well, that's awesome. Like I've said before, Bridget and I weren't blessed with kids, but I, so I'm envious of you. The closest I got was, you know, with our nieces playing, you know, youth soccer. And I, yeah. all I remember is Lauren, who we've talked about on this podcast before, the, the, the few times she played soccer, she was not a very athletic kid. She was premature. And I just remember her, you know, going out there and like sitting there and growling at the other girls. And that was her. And so yeah, the, the soccer was not her yeah. game, but um, yeah, the mental intimidation part was definitely the kid's <laughs> game. So and many of you know Lauren. She's a, a lot of you are friends with her. She's a, a good hockey fan, and she contributes to Mav Puck. So just thought I'd get that little shout-out. But I'm envious of you being able to go to these tournaments. They sound like a lot of fun, and uh, it sounds like you guys have a great time, and it's a great experience for you guys to spend with the girls. So We, we talk a lot about you know, UNO as far as Omaha hockey is sure. concerned, but I think... It, it's a call for, you know, we've called for it before and, and I'll keep calling for it. The UNO needs a women's team. Sure. Uh, it was amazing. The number of people when we're up there going like, okay, where's Omaha, Nebraska? How far is that? Like six hours away. And they're like, oh my God, you go six hours for a hockey tournament. I'm like, well, we don't have anyone around here to play. Right. And to a T you can tell from the looks on their face, like, oh, we're going to wipe the floor with you. That's right. And we go out there and beat them nine to nothing. Yeah. You guys, I've seen the scores and I've watched some of the games that you guys play. Yeah. I mean, the, the youth hockey here in Omaha is fantastic and it would be great to have a women's team. You know, it's uh, our friend, Amy Miller, her daughter plays collegiately out in Pennsylvania and you think about, you know, you'd love for her to have been able to lead the, you know, Maverick women's team here in Omaha. So, right. so hopefully we can uh, have a place for that homegrown talent to be able to, to yeah, land Yeah, recently, someday. just before recording this, you know, we had the, uh, the girls that had come, the ladies that had come into uh, the NHL All-Star competition. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and really, like, tear it up. You know, the one yep. of them, technically, if she was actually in the competition, would have won the sure. accuracy competition. Yeah. Uh, the girl that skated the fastest skating was in the top four or five yep. of all these NHL caliber talent, and she can skate just as fast as them. Absolutely. So, you know, I think there's there's a new push, especially with the NWHL, and they're, you know, paying their athletes, and they've got a great product. And if yep. you ever want to see, uh, they stream all their games on their Twitter account. Yep. So you can go in and watch uh, professional women's hockey, for and free. these are former yeah. Olympians. Uh, they're former college players. Yep. Uh, from mostly Canada and the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a great product. It's really fun to watch. And 
the girls teams here in Omaha are doing so well. It just yep. would be great to to give them a place to go and, and to see that through instead of, you know, every girl I talk to that's on like the 19 teams and the 16 teams are all like, oh, you know, I'm talking to people at this Minnesota school or, you know, I think about yep. going East Coast and it's like, it'd just be nice to be able I'm sure their parents would appreciate at least having the, you know, I, having them have the option. To I stay think it'd be home. great to have the option, and honestly, it'd be another use for Baxter Arena. It'd be another yeah. potential revenue stream at some yeah. point down the road. So yeah. So we'll see. We'll keep pushing for that. But yep, we'll keep plugging away here. It was a yeah. good weekend. It's always fun. Yeah, it always yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, the, the teams get along together, and of course, all of us parents sit there and drink way too much. So. Well, and you guys got back in time so that we could do this. Po- this was this was <laughs> normally going to be John's Sunday afternoon nap time since we do these <laughs> podcasts every Sunday. But like, uh, Jolene's like, oh no, we'll be back by 3.45. I'm like, okay, we're doing a podcast. So yeah, that's what happens when you have a hockey game at 7 a.m. That's, yeah, you get you get done in time to drive back to Omaha, so. So this weekend, our Mavericks were out in Miami. Uh, yeah, they were out in Oxford, Ohio. The other Miami. Yeah, we Not went the there. Not everyone wants Bridget to, and yeah. I went out there with a group of UNO fans the, the autumn that this facility that Miami plays in opened for the first time. So we got to tour that. Um, Josh Fenton was a grad student there who is now the commissioner of the NCHC. Mm-hmm. And so he took us on a tour and it's a, it's great facility. It's a, it's a small little town. Ta- There's not a lot to Oxford, Ohio. So you kind of have to stay out near Cincinnati to get the the lodging option. So it's kind of a drive in, but, but yeah, it's a, it's always an interesting series. Uh, reminds me of the CCHA days and, I had predicted that we were going to go in there and sweep. Yep. And I predicted during, predicted the split. You predicted the split. Yeah. After Friday's game, I was feeling really good about the sweep out there. I was feeling very, very, very good about that. Ultimately, things didn't go our way on Saturday. As you had said, as we were talking about before the podcast, Miami really came out on fire Saturday night. They really pushed the play. They sure did. And... And we had the goal that got called off, which... Because Evan's I, helmet came off. Yeah, and I still don't understand. I mean, I know that rule. The rule is very clear. The play is dead the minute the helmet comes off. Right. There's no... like The 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 announcers and stuff were talking about, like, oh, continuation of the play. That's not the way it's written. No. So I don't know what the heck they were looking at for so long, but at least they came out of there and waved it off, which is, in my opinion, what they should have done. Which helped kind of stem right. the tide but you know, it did because it's it, it still yeah it's still it still kept things it still kept things close in the game at that point and then obviously when you know you look at that situation we're down three nothing you think they're gonna give up but the team came back they got it to within a goal and I really thought that we would get the equalizer at some point before the end of the game I still thought we were going to come out with a win at the yeah. end of the game but ultimately, that didn't happen. Yeah, I actually think I know. Uh, recovering ops on on Twitter had yep. said this, and I had told the guys when we were sitting in the the room watching it at the tournament this weekend that I thought UNO played a a more complete game on Saturday than they did on Friday, and right. yet they still came away losing. So hockey's kind of weird like that. Sometimes you have yeah. your better games. Sure. And, you just well, can't I get think... the balance and, and can't seem to finish. And I think that's been a, a kind of a story for the season for us a lot has been yeah, that, you I... know, opportunities that we can't 
finish. We can't put it a goal. It was, on. and I think in some respects, the series was kind of like a microcosm of the entire season. Like a lot of people might say, you know, are you down because Miami was a beatable team for you? No, right. not at all, really. I mean, I think when you look at how this season's gone, it's, it's you know, they played better in the second half. They've been stronger. I, you know, I, I guess after Friday, I thought we can, we can sweep these guys. It shouldn't be a problem because Miami did not look good on Friday at all. But right. I mean, give them credit. They came out, they got a few quick goals. They were able to, you know, get a win after not winning in however many months that they haven't won a, won a game. So, you know, what are you going to do, right? Yeah. I mean, I certainly would have liked, you know, from a standing standpoint, it would have been nice. Well, if you look at the standings, have... we would have been in sixth. Well, let's think. How, how many points do we have going into this weekend? I'm putting you on the spot here. I'm like, we had We what? would have leapfrogged Cara College. We definitely would have. One point behind North Dakota. Okay. So that would have that would have really changed the dynamic getting the sweep in that series. Well, yeah, because you're going into yeah. you've got You've got mm-hmm. 12 points left available. Sure. We're going you know. into a bye week. The half the conference played this weekend. Right. And it was it was weird how that worked out. You had Miami, which is the first place team in the conference, and then you had the bottom three teams in the conference, Colorado College, UNO, and Miami. And then next weekend, all the teams that didn't play this week are playing, and then we're off. So it would have been a chance to kind of stay close to North Dakota. It certainly right there. would have set us up yeah. in a position where our season-ending series with North Dakota could have potentially been big. Would have... I mean, it wouldn't yeah. have been for home ice, I don't think. I mean, No, I don't think so either. No. They do, but uh, it certainly would have been... It would right. have given us some separation. It would have made sure that, you know, we can't get... At that point in time, I don't think there was a way that we were going to get leapfrogged by... Miami. Miami. No. So... So it is. It's kind of like, as we talk about the conference race, and you look at currently Miami's winning the conference race, but then for us, it's sort of that race within the race where... For us, it's kind of a, a battle in that, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth range to see where we're going to finish at the end of the season. And, you know, I watched both of the Colorado College St. Cloud games this weekend. Colorado College led in both of those games. And honestly, Saturday night, they looked like they were going to win. If those games had been, you know, two and a half periods, Colorado College could have come out victorious. But, um, yeah. That was a series where they could have had more points and they could have put some distance between between us and them and they could have kind of solidified sixth place there. So instead we stay one point behind them. Right. So we're gonna need some help. We're gonna need some teams to beat Car yeah. College for us. We're gonna need to find some points out there. Right now, if things stay the way they are, we're going to Duluth. Right. And that'll be a tough draw for the first round. It will be. Um I know if we can leapfrog Car College, I like our I like the opportunity that we have, and I think that Gavinitz can kind of say that to the kids. Is you know, at that point in time, we're going to Western Michigan. So, yeah. You know, with two series left, you kind of look at that and you start saying, okay, well, you know, if we can do these things right, if we can, if we can play the way that we've played in this game, if we can continue to to develop and get better, you know, we could be in the sixth spot. We could be going to Western Michigan. We could have. We've played well yeah. against them. We could have a I mean, chance. Or, or we could be going to. Like I said, if Denver ends up ahead of what I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? Or we could be going to Denver, which I came, but we played really well out there. So, but Western yeah, Michigan that, has four points on Denver, so right, yeah, and and that'll be interesting. I believe Western Michigan plays North Dakota this weekend. 
at Western. So that'll be an interesting yeah. series. So and it, Denver has Duluth. Right. So you know that North yeah. Dakota is looking at it going, we can leapfrog Denver if Duluth can do what they need to do. Sure. Denver's looking at it going, we need to North Dakota is going to be motivated. Yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a it's a weird and you never know what'll happen. I mean, we're talking about it now saying sixth place would be good because potentially the team is somebody that we're going to match up a little bit better uh, with than St. Cloud or Duluth. But then again, I mean, there's something to be said for if you go into St. Cloud or Duluth and you look at those two teams, which are, you know, top teams in the country are playing really good hockey. You might catch them sleeping a little bit knowing they're, you know, going to be a high seed in the NCAA tournament regardless. Whereas if you get like a, a Denver, a, a, a Western type of situation, they're doing really well, but they might not be in as good a position as those other teams. So maybe they would play tougher at home when you go on the road. You just, I mean, again, we're just, you know, throwing, throwing stuff out there right now, but it's, this is always when it becomes really, really interesting for UNO. But I, I think yeah. the good news is Colorado college didn't come away with more points out of that weekend at St. Cloud because I mean, honestly, they played really well. So let weekend. me ask you this. Here's yeah. something to think about. Is okay. We've got uh, both Denver and North Dakota play Miami and UNO in the final three series of, the, of okay. this season for them, right? Right. So are we, do you think it's a, do you think it's something that, that's in our players' minds going, those two teams are right now fourth and fifth. We could basically determine who gets home ice in the first round of the NCHC playoffs by well, how well we play angle. against those teams. Yeah. And is that, I mean, is that good for the kids? Is, is the mindset of, you know, playing the spoiler? Well, look, you gotta, you gotta look for motivation where you can get it. And I, you know, would it make them feel better to keep North Dakota from getting home ice? Would it make them feel better getting Denver out of there for home ice after having been a seemingly a perennial team the last few years? I don't know. That might be an, an interesting angle to pursue because, you, like like I said, the next couple weekends, we don't know what's going to happen. And if it looks like we're, you know, solidly going to be in seventh place, you know, I guess, you know, then you kind of look at the motivation as kind of mucking things up for everybody else right yeah and especially with north dakota i mean yeah i there could be separation by that point in time you know with it being the sure. final series before the playoffs but the way it's shaped up the season it's fairly likely that we go into north dakota with north dakota either needing points yeah. to get into or needing points to stay in home ice for the playoffs. Then you also have a situation with North Dakota where they, it might be like last season where they are, you know, kind of on the bubble as far as, you know, making it into the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah. With the 16. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Cause if they're sitting at 16, that's yeah. not a comfortable place to be. Exactly. So that, that will add a lot of intrigue to that match. So UNO could go rolling in and say, you know what? We, we are where we are in the conference standings. We know we're going to have to go on the road. We know we're not going to be able to move up anymore. It's quite possible they know where they're going on the exactly. road too as well. But they can go in there and say, you know what? We can screw these guys, you know, chance to go play a an NCAA tournament series yeah. in Fargo where they may be a low seed, but 
you know, it's basically a home game for them with all right. the all the uh, you know North Dakota fans in attendance. So. And it wouldn't be the first time that a low seat gets all the way to the Frozen Four or something. So uh, that's the know, thing about the NCAA tournament is denying the anybody, chance in. And yep. So, yeah, that that would be kind of interesting so oh yeah that'd be great so, so you, you know, know you kind of have to look for motivation there so yes yeah. sorry to interrupt you but yeah no, that's right yeah <clears throat> um change the topics a little bit okay you know one of the things we hear i think offline as well as online occasionally is is this inquiry about you know where are players now you know these these sure old bulls as we refer to them yeah. as former maps you know what are they what are they kind of doing now and there was some news about one of them today that i thought Probably would be pretty good for us to mention on the podcast. Okay. Uh, Snuggerud. All right. He, let's see here. He was part of the Frozen Four team. I believe, yeah, he was. And defenseman, he left early, went and played for Chicago Wolves. Yeah, he was a, he's a Blackhawks uh, property. He was a Hawks prospect. Was he? So yeah. He's playing out there. Uh, he was released, unfortunately, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, waivers. Pending medical release is what what I saw in the NHL feed. So, oh, that's interesting. Basically, what that says is that he's hurt, and they don't they don't foresee him, you know, getting better, and and they're kind of slotting his release. And you know, you could debate whether or not a team's going to even even pick him up, but sure. it sounds like you know the guy's got kind of a sledge to get back to playing that level of hockey. Right. I know he's had some concussions and stuff, but what do you think about? about that from a an old bull uh it's all it's always too bad i that's one of our favorite things to follow some of those old guys and obviously you know people you know kind of loyally follow a guy like jake ginsel yeah who's had a lot of success um the last few years in the nhl but it's those guys the guys who are out there playing minor league hockey that you know you might follow initially but then you don't hear about them later on so it's always kind of sad to hear that their playing days may or may not be over or they're kind of in limbo right now and yeah. so yeah it's it's one of those interesting things for me i i i always feel kind of kind of bad when that I, you know yeah and i always hate hearing that it's medical you right. know like there's some guys that just uh you know they find a way i i guess we could mention it too you know uh austin ortega was another sure kind of fan favorite while he was yeah. here uh, some may know that after graduating, he went to San Diego, kind of back home. Uh, he's from yeah. the Escondido area. Yeah. Uh, played for Anaheim's AHL team, the, yeah. the San Diego Goals. Um, I mean, he did all right. You know, it, right. He's got and got a challenge just from size. And, yeah. And that in the NHL, you know, he's just it's hard to kind of break in. Uh, it's always tough, and there there are so many skaters coming right. out each year that these teams can pluck. That it's hard for the and it's it's. It's always an interesting thing because they're trying to play, you know, hockey for as long as they can. And you, you think about like we were talking about your daughters earlier playing from a young age. These guys have been playing since they were so young, right? And then that's all. That's what they know. And then they kind of at some point they'll have to move on to the next phase of their life. And that's always an interesting thing. So for guys like uh, Snuggerud and for Ortega and that stuff, you know, they have that choice at that point when the teams kind of release them. Sure. What we're gonna do? And you know, for Ortega, he went. Uh, he went across the pond, and he's playing over in the yep. European leagues right now. Uh, and for for Snuggard, I think it's going to be he'll have to take a a look at at where he where he is and then where his health is, sure. and decide you know does he does he want to put in the work to try to get back exactly. to that level or 
some of those guys just decide, you know, I had a good run and now it's time to move on to the next phase of their lives. So. Exactly. And I, I would encourage you guys, if you, do, you guys do have a chance to go see any of these um, minor league games. Yeah. Um, we had a chance. One of our all-time favorite players, probably our all-time favorite player for Bridget and I was a uh, former Mav Jeff Hogan. And we had a chance back in uh, 2014 to go see him play at Grand Rapids. He was with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Um, at the time. And it was, it was such a fun game. Cause he had told Bridget before the game, he's like, let me know when you're coming to a game and I'll, I'll get you guys tickets. So he had left tickets for us at will call. And then there had been a special like promotion night with a bobblehead of him holding up the Calder cup from the season before. So he, Bridget said, come down and see me on the bench during the skate around. I've got something for you. So she went down there and it was a little statuette and a, a, a box that they had given away at a game of him with the Calder cup. Then some woman from the front office comes down to our seats with a Grand Rapids Griffins t-shirt that is autographed by Jeff Hogan and hands it to Bridget. Then Bridget, you know, bought a 50-50 raffle ticket at the Grand Rapids Griffins game. She wins it. She ends up winning, I think it was like $1,300 in this. (laughs) And then the game goes to overtime and we're there with our friends Mike and Lindsay. And Lindsay had kind of had a bad day because it looked like somebody had maybe stolen her credit card back home so she had stayed in the car for part of the game on the phone with the bank so the game had gone to overtime the game was tied all of this great stuff had happened for Bridget this was like you know the the dream you know Bridget (laughs) fantasy (laughs) camp and then Lindsay turns to to me and she's like I swear if Jeff Hogan gets the game winning goal in overtime I'm gonna know that this is rigged but anyway that did not happen, but it's oh. a lot. It's a lot of fun to go see those guys play. So if you if you get a chance to go over and like watch the Iowa Wild over in Des Moines, we watched Hogan when he was uh, still with the Griffins play over there right. a couple of year, a couple of years back. And so it's it's fun to see these guys. You know, it's yeah. It's uh, and a lot of them talk about how much they appreciated their time at UNO and how the fan engagement was just so much different than it is for professional hockey. Yeah, and you know? I, I know. I know a lot of them. I'm sure you can't say all of them. I know a lot of them right. really appreciate, you know, these people that kind of followed them for, for these years. And, yep. and there's much more access, like like Hogan probably said, is there's just so much more access to the players at that collegiate level. Yeah. You know, with signing events and meet the teams and the skate events, and yeah, things like that. You know that you don't get as much sure. in in minor league hockey. It's it's more of a job, and so mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they appreciate it when when fans can kind of continue to be fans and you follow them through and you know, it it shows that you're more than just a fan of whoever plays for Omaha at that moment. Exactly. You're not just a fan of apparel. You're a fan of, of these guys. So obviously we wish Luke Snuggerud the best and, and yeah, I really hope that it works out for him. I, I, I feel for the kid, you know, I just hate it when it's an injury thing because to me as a, you know, as a former player and things like, if I miss hockey for, you know, I've got something else. And it's sure. beer league hockey. I mean, let's, let's be honest. My hockey is useless, meaningless, right. worthless. Um, you know, I, I miss for a kid's event or, you know, something. And it's it's, it's kind of no big deal to me. Like, I, I miss it, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, but, like, when I broke my leg and stuff and missed months... Yeah, in rehab, like that was the worst feeling. Like I hated that because because you felt like you, you knew about it. You it's felt like you had no control. control. Yeah. yeah, I just hate that. So I'm sure that you know he's he's dealing with a lot of that stuff. Sure. And, and so I just hope you know if he decides to come back, I 
it's kind of one of those things like I, I'd love to take him out to lunch or something and just let him know that, you know, we're yeah. behind him in that. Cause, um, I think a lot of this community is pulling for him. Oh yeah. Uh, he was a, I think he was kind of a fan favorite when he was here. I mean, he was certainly, you know, one of the, the key pieces in our, our back line. He really was. Yeah. We, we really missed him. And I'll tell you just from a, a fan point of view, the, on the map puck Twitter, I loved it. You know, when he would get a goal or get an assist in the game, cause I could post the, you know, animated GIF of, you know, people wearing Snuggies from a, you know, Snuggie <laughs> commercial. commercial. So yeah, I love doing that. So I miss being able to do that. Um, I love guys like that. So that was, the, those were great years for you in hockey. So uh, uh, we wish him all the best. So the other kind of odds and ends kind of thing that we have to talk about sure. is we've got a couple new recruits Yep, um, coming in at some point in time. Yeah. Two new ones. Cause we talked about the recruits last year and i don't know which episode you can find that in, but I believe it's the... Uh, I'm sure oh, it's, it's on I, I think I know. I think it's episode eight. <laughs> I think it I think it was episode eight, if I recall correctly, because that's the one where we did the Star Wars pun in the title of that episode. So, yes, you can find that on Map Puck under the podcast section. But two new, uh, two new commits since the first of the year. One is uh, Matt Miller, who's a forward for the Sioux City Musketeers in the USHL, and he was just in Omaha... This last weekend, playing the Omaha Lancers, and then the other guy who's the the kind of the fresh face is Tyler Rollwagon. I believe that's how his last name is pronounced. I never know with W's if it's you know W sound or a V sound. V sound. When, when my when my wife's maiden name is Whitey, I heard that thing pronounced everything from Whitey to Weed to Weedy to Vida to so you know I never know. But Tyler Rollwagon, we're gonna go with that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how the last name is pronounced. And he is uh, he is in high school still. He plays for one of the elite prep programs in Minnesota, Shattuck mm-hmm. St. Mary's, which uh, a lot of you that follow college hockey and college hockey recruiting know that that's a place where a number of good players have, have come out of there. So a number yeah. of, of high-profile NHLers. So we're excited about those guys. We figure Matt Miller who's been in the um, USHL for a, a few seasons now. We figure he'll come next fall. Roll yeah, we wa- should expect to see him this fall. Yeah, yeah, Roll Wagon, we're never sure. Now, I will say Jordan Clare went to Shattuck St. Mary's. He's been injured mm-hmm. uh, this season, but he came to UNO directly out of Shattuck. Um, but you never know. As, as to people who are kind of new to the college hockey, you know, the, the recruiting is a little bit different because when you recruit a guy in high school – he may end up going and playing junior hockey in the USHL or the North American Hockey League, or if he's in Canada, the BCHL, the AJHL, the MJHL, the SJHL, all of these uh, junior leagues mm-hmm. out there. And so we may not see that player for a, a season or two as, as maybe they work on their game and develop, or maybe the team you know has a big recruiting class coming in and is not quite ready to bring in another player wants to kind of shift that out and essentially do like a red shirt season um, in juniors. So it'll be interesting to see when we see roll wagon here in Omaha. I don't know, but I say we're excited to see both of them. Yeah. I was really, it kind of surprised me that I didn't see him on a, on the top prospects list and stuff when, when I saw that come out. Yeah. Cause I saw the school and I'm like, Oh, he's going to yeah. be, and he's he, great. When I I did a blog post on him last week, which you can find in the news section on the website, and he uh, at that time he was second in scoring on the team. He had fourteen goals and yeah. forty three assists. So and I, I wonder if that's just because 
you know, everyone expects the draft class, the NHL draft class this year to be pretty deep. So he may just be a, a product of just yeah. a lot of talent there. Yeah. He may just be one of those kids that's kind of under the radar. And, and Yeah, pretty so young. So it'll be interesting for, for fans that are like overly fan and, and really want to yeah. dive deep, you know, <laughs> Pay attention this year to the to the drafts because there's a number sure. of these kids coming in that you might see their name called up. You know, we've got a few on the team right now. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Weiss is one that came in as a freshman and sure. he was an NHL draft pick last summer. Uh, you've got Olson and Morelli are both draft picks, so you know we've got kids that play on the team and stuff that that are looked at NHL wise. So it'll be interesting yep. to see how many of these incoming freshmen you know, get some, some looks from the NHL and, and exactly a draft pick in a mid late round. Who knows? Yeah. And then you look at a guy like Matt Miller, like I said, who's been in juniors for a while. He mm-hmm. was originally a commit to Michigan state university. Um, and then they had the coaching change there a, a couple seasons back. So they kind of lost interest in him as a recruit. And so he'll be coming in a little bit older than some of our, uh, you know, typical freshmen these days. And that kind of adds a nice juxtaposition because you've got the young guys who are the fresh, hot kind of NHL prospects. And then you got the guys right. who've, who've been playing a little bit longer, but the advantage they bring is that they're older and they're more experienced and they can provide that leadership, which is something that you need. So it'll be really interesting. And I, Tim Wagner, one of our one of our followers on Twitter and Facebook, and I know he listens to the podcast. Um, he said he saw him. Uh, he's a big Lancer fan, and he saw him playing. And he said they used him a lot on the special teams. And according to the Elite Prospects site, he has 11 goals and 11 assists with uh, the Sioux City Musketeers this year. So I'm excited to see both of these guys. And again, I don't know when they'll when they'll be coming. We think Miller will be this fall. Seems, right. but but yeah, but I'm excited to have them both. So I. That's always fun to, it's always fun. That's always one of my favorite things as a fan is to go in and look at some of the prospects and follow how they're doing and see how they're doing. So it's always exciting uh, thinking about next season and the season after that and the season after that to think about how the team might be doing. But I'm always excited to get fresh faces in here. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And maybe, maybe when the NHL draft happens, maybe we can have another podcast. We'll have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will miss us by that point. You know you will. I know. You don't think you will, but you will. I'll be on the golf course going, you know, <laughs> it'd be really nice listening to Mav podcast. Right yeah, now. put in my, you know, you know, ear pods and <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think all we got left here is to talk about two weeks because we get the bye week here. We've got the bye week, yep. We've got St. Cloud coming yes, to town. Yes, we got St. Cloud coming to town. Kind of got thrashed when we were up there. So I'll do you tell think you it's going to be any different coming down here? Well, here's the interesting thing. So like I said, Colorado College played really well. Now, what was interesting about that, and this thought just popped into my head, Colorado College plays on the big ice sheet like St. Cloud. So they might have right. been a little bit more prepared for that. But St. Cloud is one of those teams that will come at you in waves. And as I watch that Colorado College series, you're looking at a team that is so deep and has three terrific lines, it's hard to hold them at bay for very long, and they will wear you out as the game goes along. I would assume that that's a team that is not going to overlook us coming in, but I don't know. You never know. It might I be mean, nice It might be nice if they did. Had the Cairo College Series gone differently, I would say that there's a chance that they could, but 
I think they overlooked Kara College a little bit. I think you're probably right. But you also look at it saying, okay, from a from an Omaha perspective, uh, one, they're clearly beatable. They are beatable. And you have two, you have we played pretty well at home. You we we're we're solid at home. Honestly, other than that Notre Dame series early on, we've been pretty solid at home. Yep. We haven't been we haven't been perfect, but we've played well in Baxter Arena this season. So and you know, you're motivated when you have a chance to play the top team in the country. Yeah. You know, maybe want to prove something, might be an opportunity. It's awfully tough with guys like Robbie Jackson and Patrick Newell to to stop those kinds of players, but uh, we'll see if UNO's up to the task. I think back to the Arizona State. Right. You know, we went out to we went out to the desert and kind of got shellacked and in their tiny little barn. Sure. And brought them out here, and I thought we played two really really good games against them out here. So maybe we can kind of do the same. We got shellacked when we went to. That Saint would Cloud be great. And they come out here and and we play some better hockey and because kind of shock I them. hope so. My niece Lauren is in her second year at Saint Cloud, and I got to tell you, since she's been a student at Saint Cloud, UNO has not beat the Huskies, and I've had to sit by that girl each of the games. And I got to tell you, sitting by her, she'll cheer for UNO, but then she'll cheer for Saint Cloud, and it's super annoying. So I would like for her to have nothing to cheer about that weekend. Or only one side. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I cheer for the UNO part. I'm, I'm, I'm not so of... sure I can handle a 0-0. Zero, zero. I already lost $100 <laughs> on the shutout from no, Friday No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I don't know why you continue to do that. We learned our lesson after, I continue you know... to do it because I'm a nice guy. Yeah, That's but why. I got to tell you, after, you know, Evan cost us money, I'm like, I'm not, you know, committing to that, you know, <laughs> charitable donation for the shutouts that Evan gets. Well, and... So it won't be, let's see here, statistically speaking, it'll probably be the Denver series that Evan could break the save record. He might. Because he yep, got he's the getting... shutout record this weekend. Yep. He got his 3,000th save. Right. So those are two pretty big milestones that he got. Yeah. And so the the all-time, you know, all-time save record is certainly within reach for him with yeah. nine games remaining. So. Yep. And with the number of shots that we seem to allow, it... I know, right? I guess it could... It's very... We allow like 45 <laughs> on Friday and Saturday, I guess. It might if, be this weekend. If but... we were playing Duluth this weekend, he could probably get that thing accomplished in one series, right? <laughs> Sadly, maybe one game, it seems. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... I don't know. This is going to be a tough series here coming up in a couple of weeks. So predictions? I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm. Remember, I'm, you have to be the optimist. Why? I was the optimist last week. Because I don't like it, the feeling of being the optimist. <laughs> oh, dude. This is a, this is a tough one. St. Cloud is an awfully good team. But I will be optimistic. I, I'm going to go and I'm going to say, look. We haven't swept anybody in conference this season, okay? Right. So, now let's think about the conference race so far. We've been swept by Denver, Duluth, and St. Cloud. Correct. All three away. 
Yes, all three on the road. Right. We're playing just about 500 hockey at home this season. Okay. So I'm going to say that we're going to be able to split against St. Cloud. I think that that week off is going to help us. I mean, the week off may help them too. But I'm going to say that we split against St. Cloud. I'm going to say that we come out and win on Friday and then we lose on Saturday. Okay. So now you have to be the pessimist. I, I was going to take that for you so you could have pulled the... the. It's a tough one. I mean, this is... We, we haven't really played one of the top... I guess Western Michigan was one of the teams sitting in the top of the conference, but they didn't look as good as some of the other schools that we've played so far. Well, this we've season. always played Western Michigan. For, I think style-wise, it, it's more of a fit. We've had trouble with... St. Cloud the past couple seasons, and we, I mean, we've had trouble with Cairo College when we go to their barn. We haven't oh, had yeah. as much trouble with Cairo College when they come here. Right. I, I don't know what it is about you and O, but it seems like we have trouble on Olympic size sheets. So yeah, we get St. Cloud at home on a normal sized hockey rink. Right. We get the last change. You know, Gabs can kind of sure make sure he gets the matchups that he's looking for. Uh. Maybe he listens to the podcast and puts Spinner and Weiss and, and Conley, Conley on together. I, I think he should try it here at some point. I, it's, Why not? Yeah, Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. He keeps teasing me with like two of them together. And I'm like, yeah, he, it's, it's like he's, he's gotten close when you look at the combinations, but not quite. No. Uh, unfortunately, I, I will say that I think we get swept. I... Is that what you want to say, though, or do you? Want I don't. To... I mean, what I want to say is that we shellac them and we beat them like well, yeah, ten be... nothing and nine oh, nothing. Yeah, that'd be it's just not realistic. No, I think that. I think they're good. They are, and they're deep. And if it's... if it was a different team, I would say that there might be a little bit of rust over a week off. Sure, St. Cloud. I mean, they've a lot of those guys have have. This isn't their first rodeo, right? Like they've been it through these types of things. Rodeo. They've been through bye weeks. They've been through bye weeks in their travel. They've been yep. so. I think they know what they need to do. Yep. I don't think they're going to be surprised by us. No. So I don't. I mean, it's usually in a situation like that you think that the the team's going to surprise them on Friday, and then they'll come back and, and get to business, and and you'll get a split, you right. know, a Friday win and a, a Saturday loss, right? And I just don't think we surprise them on Friday. So I think it's possible. I think it's possible that we could win both games. I just don't see it as it's hard. They they like I said, they they come at you in waves. I mean, they're just kind of relentless on the ice, and it gets to the point where, you know, the matchups are bad because they've got so many good players that, you know, they'll put something in despite your best efforts. So And you look at the games against Kara College, yep. you know, they're down even when they're down. They know their system. Yep. They play their system. Yep. They play their game. Yep. You know, they're not getting the bounces they want. They keep pushing. They just they keep, keep doing it. Yep. They're relentless in that regard. Yeah. So I just don't think you're going to throw them off their game. And, no. and I don't know that our game is going to be. I don't know that if we play our game perfectly, that it's necessarily better than their game. No. And that that's kind of how I felt when we were up at St. Cloud back in December. I right. just, you know, despite our best efforts, they, we just did not match up against them at all. Yeah. So we'll be interested to see. But I'm hoping for a split. I'm hoping maybe we catch them sleeping after that bye week. It'll be a good series. I mean, anyone yep. looking for good hockey, this is... Absolutely. You're going to see 
a really, really good team and a team that's playing really well right now. And to be honest with you, UNO has nothing to lose at this point. Throw the kitchen sink at them. And I got to tell you, that's one thing I would say about that Miami series that I failed to mention is, you know, honestly, it seemed like the refs kind of swallowed their whistles a little bit because there weren't a lot of these ticky-tacky penalties during that series. It felt like they let both teams play. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when St. Cloud comes to town. I don't like it when the refs get involved. I don't like it when the refs get involved either. We talked about that. Maybe they're listening to the podcast. It's starting to sink in slowly. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's why they didn't insert themselves so much out there in Oxford this yeah, last but weekend. It certainly took a long time to overturn that second goal. So, uh, yeah, well, it's pretty obvious. Uh, even in you know 480p or 720p, when a guy's helmet comes off of his head, so. <laughs> Heck, the helmet came off and almost made the save. I mean, I know, right? <laughs> that would have been awesome, by the way. Well, wrap us up. Oh yeah, I'll wrap us up. Well, thank you once again, those of you who listen to the podcast. We appreciate it. Jason was telling me today about somebody who listened to the podcast, and he's a mutual friend of ours, somebody I've known since uh, high school, and uh, he uh, recommended. Uh, he what? He did recommend my drink, like I said. Yeah, yeah Jeff, he's, yeah, awesome he's, guy. He told us how much he enjoys it and how much he's learned, so we appreciate that. We love hearing that. Exactly, and if you would like to listen to back episodes of the podcast or you would like to recommend the podcast to your friends, you can find those on mappuck.com under the podcast tab. You can also find links to our social media on there. You can join the website and post on our message board, which has a very lengthy topic on officiating and recruiting and everything else if you'd like to throw your two cents worth in. So... To that, I would say, we'll see you in a couple weeks, and go Mavs. Go Mavs.